Remember, kid, there's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Yo, don't you know it's time? You know, you know those guys. The ones you trust in the clutch. They the go-to guys. One name's on your mind when the game's on the line. The ones you trust in the clutch. They the go-to guys. Yep. Legends never die. Uh. You're like the the soccer announcer. <laughs> you go. <laughs> Yo, it's your boys, the go-to guys here on a Monday. I'm your boys first. I am um, uh, Christmas spirit seed. <laughs> this man is in the spirit already, y'all. Y'all understand a little bit later. But before we get into that, make sure you pull out those phones right now. Follow us on all our social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter at I am the real space. Follow me on Instagram at I am the real underscore space M Christmas spirit. Can I call you Santa? <laughs> Uncle Uncle Mario Claus. <laughs> Uncle Uncle MC Claus. Oh, yeah. Where to follow you at? Y'all can follow me everywhere at Mr. One More Round and make sure y'all follow the go-to guys at go-to guys radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, we would like to welcome all of our listeners from the Under the Hood podcast with Jonathan Hood. We thank y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Y'all already know what it is. Man, let's get cracking. What? First off, shout outs. Who you shouting out? Oh, man. I didn't think about it this week. Last week, I had a plan. I didn't plan <laughs> anything this week. Uh, shout out to oh oh i guess we can shout out uh tracy that uh woman who wants to deal with me again so that's good shout Uh-oh. out to, to my girlfriend tracy my <laughs> brand new girlfriend tracy I, your boy your boy been single for over two years man so shout out to her man tracy and mc sitting <laughs> in the tree <laughs> no that's what's up that's dope man shout out to our girl tracy you know how it is at this show if you didn't know you will know how it is but you know how i'm coming mm-hmm. lay doc nana poppy you already know what's good mm-hmm. wifey and the kids everything i do i do for y'all shout out to y'all shout out to our girl candy gomez where she been i seen her in a while where have you gone shout out to our girl miss j miss j we just talked to miss j who's from the m-i-a M-I-A, Sally. She's M-I-A in the ATL, in the man. ATL. M-I-A in the ATL, man. <laughs> but we love you, Miss J, and uh, hopefully we get to see you for the Christmas weekend. But if not, keep holding it down in style Atlanta. Whew, doing Mid- big things. Doing big things out there. So, yeah, man, I... um. I'm feeling pretty good, man. The sun is shining. This was a... a sun uh, is shining. And there's plenty of room. Come on. Come I, on. I don't know the words. Woo. <laughs> I'll just let you go. Uh, also, shout out to Facebook Live. Yep. Y'all watching us right now. We love y'all. Thank y'all. Um, So, we usually do our show on Thursdays. Those of you listening right now, the day really is irrelevant because we're not live. This is podcast format. You might be listening to this on a Sunday. Who knows? But usually we do this show on Thursdays. This week, though... I called Space yesterday. I said, man, after everything that just happened Saturday night, I don't think we can wait till Thursday, man. I need to talk (laughs) about this now. They got to get this work. Consequentially, consequently, consequentially, I'm not sure which one it is. Can't even help you. Oh, I'm yeah. <laughs> um, the Bulls had a really great game last night. Big win, which we will talk about that uh, coming up next. But yeah, uh, also real quick, shout out to Spider-Man. Huh. Woo, I know you ain't see it yet. I did. I will not spoil anything for anyone. But man, oh man, your boy was crying, tearing up in the theater. <laughs> Just emotional, man. It was a great movie. And I've been hearing nothing but great things about it. So I can't wait to see it with the kiddos. And a wifey, so we're gonna check it out. But let's get right into this show. Let's go. First segment for you, first quarter. Bullies. Bulls by six. Lakers are playing without their head coach as well, Frank Vogel. Lonzo connects. The ball movement has been crisp by the Bulls here to start this game. Good hands from Lonzo, stripping LeBron. Lonzo on the push to the rim for two. <laughs> the Bulls, very versatile defensively. And stick to a long range jumper, even though he didn't know that first. Here come the Bulls to the rack. The follow for Vooch. Vooch 
with the left hand. Gets the hole. White bounces one. The pole's moving. Caruso attacks. And scores. The Rosen kicks. Caruso. And the Bulls lead. So gets it to go. Caruso with the Bulls down three. Down one. Jack Dyer. Javante gets the Bulls the lead. We're in the Bovado last minute of tonight's game. And DeRozan hits. And the Bulls sweep the Lakers. Welcome back to Mar DeRozan. Yo, did did yo. we hear? Did my ears deceive me? Did they say sweet? They sure did, Get sir. Get them brooms out. They sure did. They, uh, they completed a sweep of LeBron and them. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, the Lakers. Magic Johnson rolling over at his grave. You hear me, LeBron and them? Every, every, everybody, uh, he ain't dead yet. Yeah, and he's still rolling over at his grave. <laughs> That day over there, man. Uh, okay, listen. First of all, let's start with the positives. First of all, Kenny. Yeah, first, first of all, all, Kenny. Let's start with the positives. The Bulls won. It was Woo! a back and it was a back and forth game. Uh, but the Demar Bull, DeRozan's return. Demar DeRozan with uh, what a heck of a return, man! Thirty eight points on him and a lot of clutch baskets in the in the second half. Man, he really put the Bulls on his back. To help them get to a victory, but dude, I, I I mean they all chipped in. I mean Caruso was hitting clutch shots. Uh, Lonzo was having clutch defense and offensive plays. Vukovic came through with a nice game. I mean, look, you can't really fault LeBron. LeBron had his stats. Uh, I mean, I could get Skip Bayless on you and start being like, well, he wasn't clutching the fourth in the last two minutes, and and it's just like, you know what, man? At the end of the day. You can't overcome 19 turnovers. They yeah. had 19 turnovers. If wow. you, you could you could look at all the statistics and talk about this, that, and the other, but I'm sorry, man. They lost this game off of off that. I mean that wow. that's the big that's the big statistic. That's the glaring statistics uh, statistic for me. Because other than that. I mean, it's not that much of a, of a difference. Nineteen to ten, so that was the despair. So to me, that's the biggest the uh, the biggest difference in between the two statistical category categories categories. Uh, because other than that, I mean, it wasn't like uh, you know Westbrook had twenty and nine. Carmelo actually he hit a lot of big buckets. Like he was trying to keep them in the game, man. But at the end of the day, you're just not gonna overcome. Uh, you're not going to overcome mishandling the basketball like that. And this has kind of been the Thor. The, what's the Thory? It's a, sto- it's a story about Thor. It's a Thory. <laughs> the Thory. Or it's how Mike Tyson says it. It's a nice Thory. It's a nice Thory. Yeah, I mean, you. the story of the Lakers this season has been one of not taking care of the basketball. You know, and you expect that. I mean, they're old. What you going to say? I mean, half the people on there was you almost old. They're supposed to get better with age at this, not worse. Well, it depends. <laughs> when, at a certain point, it's almost time to just give it up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, I mean, they, they picked up Isaiah Thomas just came. He balling a little bit. You know, he's a he's – a, uh, what they say, magnet on a defense, because whoever he's sticking, I'm just going at him. That's yeah. my game plan. But shout out to the boys. The thing is, I love to see the boys come back. You got Javante Green, who just came back from COVID, along with DeMar DeRozan. And Javante put up some strong numbers, uh, strong minutes, 35 minutes. It This is what the boys look like and can look like when they're healthy, when everybody's back from injury, when, when they're back from COVID. Because think about it. At one time, the Bulls had nine people on the COVID list to where they had to get three games <laughs> yeah. postponed because they just didn't have enough players. So it's, you know, it's that COVID season is really hitting right now, but I love to see what these guys went out there and did. Without, um, we're still missing uh, uh, Zach, Levine. Zach Levine. So yeah. that's huge right there. That's very, very big. Kobe White, this is first game back. So that it was good to see him out there. Caruso, it was good to see him out there. But, you know, it's... The Bulls are a force to be reckoned with. It's, they're, it's, they're still second in the Eastern Conference. Um, despite. Despite everything that's happened. 
Uh, and the, we know the Lakers are without Anthony Davis. Yeah, they're they're without Anthony Davis. MCL injury. You you had told me six weeks, I believe. He'll yeah, be they're out, saying something like uh, that. four four to six weeks. So which he, is you know kind of par for the course with him. He's injury prone. Street clothes. Street clothes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's it's. You know, you can't I, – I feel like, unfortunately, he's a player you can't hang your whole franchise hat on. But like you he, should be able you to. You should be what? able to, but he's injury prone. Absolutely. But you you could say the same thing for uh, Joel Embiid. It went healthy. I think they both can be the top five players in the NBA. But can you legitimately say we're going to – Go to the ship and go the all the way with you guys. You know, Joel, when healthy, he's just right, he's unstoppable. The best, yeah, he's the best center in the game when he, he's when he's. But can healthy. you hang your hat on it? Can they stay healthy for a whole season? But what I really loved about the Bulls was the balance scoring. If you look at the starters, with the exception of Javante Green, who does what he's supposed to do, he gave you nine points. Everybody had balanced scoring from, from your starters. 38 from DeRozan, 19 from Vukovic, 19 from Lonzo, 17 from Caruso. I mean, how can you complain? Now, the bench didn't produce, but with starters producing that way, you don't need them to produce that, that much. You know, yeah. the starters put up numbers. And I, I feel like, you know, I, I don't know how, here's a, you know, the thing is, I don't know how to feel about the logic in my mind of saying the Lakers should have won this game. Like and and the reason I say that is if you really think about it, they have more talent than the Bulls do. I if hear you, that. If you think about you know like well, first of all, they have LeBron, so that's like having three good players. <laughs> yeah, facts. But then you have Westbrook, even though he's wild, he's you know he's he's one of the best, most dynamic players that's ever played. He's a Hall of Famer. Then you got Carmelo, Anthony. You got Rajon Rondo. You got you know you have even without Anthony Davis. I, I feel like I don't want to say DeAndre Jordan and you have, you know, I don't want to say they should have won this game. And yeah, they have Isaiah Thomas too, even though he's a liability on defense, he could still score a lot. Like, I don't know, man. I, I do kind of feel like as constructed, this, this is one of those cases and I don't want to make too big of a deal out of one game, but this is one of those cases where you see that talent isn't always the defining factor of, of winning or losing basketball or mm. any sports games in general. Like sometimes you need cohesiveness, you need structure and you need everybody to be on the same page with the Lakers. It just looks like they're not all on the, they're not all on the same page. So. I agree. And, and, and unfortunately it might take a whole season for it to happen. Can they, here's the question though. Can they afford <laughs> For it to take a whole season no. at their age, no. at the the age of the team, can they truly afford to take this season off? Frank Vogel is out too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's out too. And and uh, they're already before we wrap this up, they're already talking about trading Westbrook, which it saddens me. Yeah. Like it really does. I don't know the guy, but I do kind of <laughs> feel bad for him. I'm like, man, he plays with so much intensity, but he's just so out of control and. That's the unfortunate reality. You know, Lakers, hey, pull a swindle, get you some Damian Lillard. If, woo, if they get Dame. Or Ben Simmons. Man, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic yeah. right there. And <laughs> once again, I'm your boy Space. That's MC over there. We just wrapped up the first quarter. Let's get right into the second quarter in one moment. But did you hear what happened over the weekend, somebody went night-night like Nate-Nate. We're going to get into that when we come back. Your boy's the go-to guys. Yep. He's done it from time to time. Just haven't been a... It has been for him. Oh, and you know what he did? He looked to the body like he was going to throw something there, and it. Then he came with the overhand right. So he looked down 
as if he was going to throw a jab or a right hand to the body. See, he looked down, and he and he fainted with the jab, and he came with the right hand. So there was nuance to what he did. It wasn't uh, just a wild right hand. Boy, oh boy, that just flattened uh, Tyron Woodley. And Jake Paul gets his Christmas wish. He didn't get a knockout in the fifth, but he did get a zero. Oh, he wanted a knockout. He, he got, got it. it. He got it in the sixth round. <laughs> Yo, we your boys, the go-to guys here on SportsTownChicago.com. I'm your boy, Space. I am <laughs> M. This is why I don't fight in professional EC. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> or unprofessionally. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on our social media platforms. Go to right now to Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at IamTheRealSpace. Follow me on Instagram at IamTheRealSpace. underscore space M. Night Night C <laughs> Where to follow you at Y'all can follow me everywhere At Mr. One More Round Make sure you follow us The go-to guys At go-to guys radio On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter And as always We would like to welcome All of our listeners From the Under the Hood Podcast With Sir Jonathan Hood Thank y'all who, who, who. We love y'all We appreciate y'all Y'all don't know what it is But let's get right into it Oh my goodness! Did you see the fight this weekend? <laughs> uh, so yeah. Well, all right. Just to give you all a little quick backstory. First of all, yeah. Kenny, <laughs> Jake uh, Paul was supposed to fight. Believe it or not, he was actually supposed to fight an actual boxer, a fighter, Tyson Fury's brother, Tommy Fury, and then Tommy Fury pulled out, uh, and Tyron Woodley pulled in. For a rematch, yeah. which as we spoke on a last episode, I thought looked a little suspect, but whatever, fine. There's Tyron Woodley again. And, uh, well, you know, six rounds in, it didn't end well, man. It was another Nate Nate moment, which Jake <laughs> Jake Paul, if y'all don't know that, he provided the first Nate Nate moment when he knocked out ex-NBA player uh, Nate Robinson. And it was pretty similar to this knockout. It was a, just a, a shot to the head, just fell down like a tree that got chopped over, like timber, pow. He just plopped down, done. I, I mean, I, I I was thinking it looked like Rocky Four, man. I'm not trying to be funny, <laughs> but man, I thought I, I was like, get a doctor in here. <laughs> I mean, like, if, like, if you heard the the plug in, uh, the referee as soon as he hit the floor, I guess something in Taiwan Woodley was trying to get up, mm. and the ref had to tell him, no, 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 stay down. Get me a doctor. Get me a and forget about it. You know, forget about trying to get up. This is over you know what i'm saying i'm not even gonna let you fight again it i don't know man i okay let me say this nice punch it was a great punch I, that's all i can say is it kind of set up is it suspect to me there's a lot of conspiracy theories that's coming out right now and i'm not one to follow the conspiracies because you can go down a rabbit hole with all of them but i did see it's like jake as the more it's like he told him come on if you if you notice it right before that Big haymaker. It's like he waved them on, and then all of a sudden, Woodley kind of dropped his protection for a clear night-night moment. And I mean, it was just a perfect shot at the perfect time. I, I'm not one to believe in conspiracies, but I'm going to say it's fishy. I'm going to say this this whole fight situation, did he take a dive? I don't know. He, it, he got money. He got paid from it. But it, uh, I'm not excited. I think it's really, I think it's hurting now. I think it's starting to backfire. At first, it was a big thing, and Jake Paul, this YouTuber, was fighting, and everybody's kind of getting hip to it, and it's like, are you going to keep paying your money to see this crap? You want me to get my, you know, you want my money? I want you to see, a, a fight a real fighter. You know, fight yeah. somebody worth fighting, because you're 5-0 and right now. You got a couple knockouts under your belt, but who have you fought? Yeah, fight I mean, somebody he, worth fighting. Yeah, I, uh, I, I totally agree. Um, I'm not... You know, I don't want to call people out and say something looks sketchy, shady, fishy, underhanded, mischievous. Anyone else? Devi <laughs> devious, dubious. Uh, but I, I, okay. I'm just going to go from a technical standpoint. It is hard for me. I, 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 I buy Nate Robinson. You a basketball player. You get knocked out like that. It, okay, fine. I get that. It's hard for me to believe that a an actual fighter, fighter 
could could get caught like that by somebody who isn't really a you know he's not a pro he's just jake paul like yeah give him his props i know he trains i know he cares about the sport but it's just it looks suspect when you're taking a shot like that you know what i mean i i I just don't know it's hard for me to believe that a seasoned professional fighter, regardless if it's UFC, because UFC is still the same. You still have to still guard. Have to protect. I mean, even like, more you, you ain't because gonna get, like if he jumped in a UFC ring, you're gonna get laid out like that. It's just hard for me to believe, man. Like, but you, I would think you would have to protect more up top because your gloves are thinner. Yeah. So it's a it, it's a lot less protection up there. So now you really it's fist straight fist cuffs. Yeah. So it's like you really gotta keep your hands up in, in a fight. Opposed to in a boxing ring, so like you're saying, it's it was just you can see that coming. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know what, what I'm saying? saying. Like it's just hard. It's hard for me to believe. Even when I first saw it, like my initial reaction was like everybody, oh, and then my brain was like, wait a minute, yeah, <laughs> like how, like how did this happen? Like yeah. you're a fighter. I just the reason I say that, y'all, is. This is not something you see in normal boxing. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see people just get laid out like that. It doesn't happen. Like, it's extremely rare that two actual professional fighters, one of them would just lay out the other one like that. Yeah, like, you get your shots in sometimes, but that doesn't happen often where just dude just gets clocked and falls over. So, it's just, it looks, eh, I don't know. and Suspect. And, Yeah, and I'm just like, I'm at the point where, like you said, and I brought that up on our last episode, I do believe little by little, people are getting hip to this, and and eventually it's going to backfire, like you said, where people are just going to be like, I ain't paying for this. Exactly. It's it's a circus act. Exactly, and once again, I'm your boy Space, that's MC over there. Chime in, send us a message to our platforms. We want to know how you feel about this. Was it a good fight? Was it worth it? Do you think Willie is taking a dive? Cause, and and then also, here's a key question I want to know. Do you think Jake Paul is for real? That's what I, I really want to know from everyone Not, out there. Oh, do you think Jake <laughs> Paul is for real? Please send us a message because yeah. I want to hear from you. Let uh, us know, man. I, I, I can't call somebody real until they fight real competition. I'm sorry. And who is it now that wants to fight Jake? Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon <laughs> Bell from the NFL. He just got kicked out and, uh, you know, just another team dropped him and now he wants to fight. I mean, I, I get it. Go get your money. Why not? Uh, everybody oh, else oh, doing it. Oh, oh, oh. I, I'll, let me make that clear right now. Jake Paul could knock me to you-know-what out <laughs> for that paycheck. I'm not fu- Listen, Tyron Woolley, if that is what you did, I don't blame you because I would take a shot to the dome like that for that payday. Facts. But it, as fans of the sport, it's sad to say that the Darren Williams-Frank Gore fight was more of an actual fight than this was, and that was the undercard. Yeah. And, and, I mean, that Frank Gore, that reaction he had. Oh, the, my goodness. He was what? <laughs> he had no hey, idea. Darren Williams was like, yo, we're... whistle. whistle. <laughs> Throw the towel. <laughs> Frank Gore looked like he was really... She was surprised. Hey, he was hey, surprised. You know, it, it was like he wanted to whisper to him, like, "Hey, hey Darren, we just this exhibition." That's why I told <laughs> no, you. I told you off air. Do. It was like, I mean, dude, this was a night of Rocky Four references, <laughs> man, because it reminded me of Rocky Four when Apollo fought Drago and Duke was and Duke was in the corner going, "This is supposed to be an exhibition." Frank Gore, he's just like, "This is supposed to be." We're doing this for charity. <laughs> Frank Gore is uh, ex 49ers player and I mean um, a future Hall of Fame back. And I can't Darren, lie, just a, a talented running back. Yeah, and Darren Williams is uh, ex NBA point guard. I mean, this is just it's just weird. <laughs> I don't know what is happening, and it's just strange. And it's it's entertaining. I give it that. It's comical and it's funny. But at the at the end of the day, it's like I can't take none of this serious. Yeah, put us in a ring. Me and MC want to fight <laughs> another radio host. Us versus Eddie and Jobo. You hear me? Put us, hey Eddie and Jobo, if you're listening, we challenge y'all to exhibition right now. The go-to guys, I'm telling you, put us in the ring, coach. (laughs) I always say, any man who, any any man or woman who steps into the ring to fight another human being, uh, I give you props because it takes a lot of guts because you could theoretically be seriously injured or die in a fight like that, but. 
it's hard to take a guy like Jake Paul serious still. It just is. It's hard. I need to see you fight somebody real. I mean, it's like in any sport, you wouldn't take any of this serious. So it's kind of like, how can we take it serious in boxing? Absolutely. Uh, that being said, y'all, we are going to wrap this up. It is the end of the second quarter. It is halftime. <laughs> we will be back after this, y'all. Go to guys. Facts. Yo, this your boy Space from the Go To Guys on SportstownChicago.com. You are now listening to the Go To Guys on SportstownChicago.com. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yo! We are your boys here to go to guys here on SportsHouseChicago.com. I'm your boy Space. I am M. This universe's Spider-Man C. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> Yo, make sure you follow <laughs> us right now on social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter at I am the real space. Follow me on Instagram at I am the real underscore space M. This university, where to follow you at? <laughs> Y'all can follow me everywhere at Mr. One More Round, and make sure you follow the go-to guys at. Go to Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, we would like to thank ESPN's Universe's Spider-Man, <laughs> Jonathan Hood, for hosting us on the Under the Hood podcast <laughs> with Jonathan Hood. We thank y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Y'all know what it is. Hey, shout out to Dustin who just walked by. Shout out to Joe who just walked by. Some of our old instructors there always looked out for us so yeah yes, shout them sir. out real quick but let's get right into it this is some random sports news yeah quick hits man like jabs jab 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 right hook left hook oh uh, you gotta be ready for it yeah so i um i'll go i'll go local real quick uh tonight today tonight our uh our well you know our struggling friends over in soldier field yeah. are gonna be taking on the Vikings, who are just coming off a pretty big win uh, last, I think, December 9th. They won against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is a pretty good win for them because the Vikings haven't had the best season either. So both the Bears and the Vikings, who haven't had good seasons, are going to come together, and somebody's going to try to have a better season tonight. <laughs> who will that be? Time will tell. Hopefully, it's the Bears, but, you know, and actually, I'll throw this to you. I don't know the answer to this, even though I probably should since we're on a sports show, mm. but who's starting tonight? Is it Fields? Yeah, Justin Fields Justin is starting. Fields the, still starting. The thing right. is, we don't know who's playing. The, <laughs> Bears, the Bears got so many people on the COVID list, just like the Bulls are struggling. 16 players and coaches currently That's on the COVID right. list. Shout so, out to my brother-in-law, Mike, because he put me onto that a couple, a few days back. We were having a family dinner, and Mike was like, man, because we were talking about the Bulls being wrecked by COVID, and then he brought up the Bears to me. I was like, oh, my God, and he showed me the list, and I was like, dude. Man, I mean, when you look at the list, uh, Tassan Gibson, you know, a linebacker, you know, Jalen Johnson, starting cornerback, he's on the list. We don't know if they're going to be able to play. Uh, offensive tackle Larry Borum, you know, young guy, he's been doing what he – he's going to be our future. You know, he's on the list. Cornerback Artie Burns, I mean – Every it just seems like it, Andy Dalton. It just go down the list. Mario Edwards. I mean, it's just everybody yeah. is on this list, so you don't know who's going to Eddie Jackson. Maybe Isaiah Thomas can go play for them tonight too. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, come pay me. Give me on a ten day contract. I'll go out there. I'll play. Man, just, could, just let me know. Give me a one day contract. <laughs> that, I can you can I can use the check. <laughs> give me five grand for one game. Yeah, facts. I mean, I'm telling you, we, we'll come out there. The go to guys is ready. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. I mean, and then in addition to that, you got offensive coordinator Bill Lazor on there. So you know, we don't know who's going to call uh, my the man, plays. My man is out. <laughs> yes, yo, yo, man, the laser, the, the gladiator, the American gladiator. <laughs> hey, man, they could go old school, man. Just run them Tecmo Super Bowl plays from that Nintendo joint. I mean. I mean that's what it's looking like, cause I mean, your y- wide receiver, Allen Robinson, Man. Ryan All, it's just you know, the list goes on, and Duke Shelley is just everybody is out right now. So, uh, so to hope for a good game is really just being optimistic. Yeah, maybe, you know what I'm maybe, saying? Maybe uh, what's the word? Maybe unrealistically optimistic. Unrealistic. Shout out, <laughs> shout out my cousin Jay Poole, who just 
commenting on live. He said, go get Jay Cutler back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, look, it might be. I don't even know, man. Get, maybe they got to get Ditka back. I don't know, man. They got to do something. But there's nothing you can. I mean, look. The quotes. Yeah. I'll come back and play for 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 ten thousand dollars. Um, I yeah. I mean, there's there's only so much you can say anymore about this entire situation, sports wide, man. I mean, it is. It's it's real and it sucks and it, you know it just it, it it was kind of an in an, an inevitability inevitability right like it was inevitable that this was going to happen man it just sucks that it's happening so rampantly but um speaking of covid uh the Brooklyn Nets are oh, switching gears. we're switching gears okay. now once well, again that's MC yeah, I'm your boy um, Space so, I'm over sorry. here I'm sorry my <laughs> no, bad go ahead no now we going to what you say about Brooklyn I said that the Brooklyn Nets, who have also been having their own issues with COVID, have lost a lot of players to it that are uh, on under the COVID protocols. Uh, our friend Kyrie, who we've been talking about for weeks here and there, Kyrie is going to be making, uh, well, he got put on the COVID protocol too, right when they said <laughs> when he, he was going to come back. back. But I, they're, they're having him only play half the games. And wait, so so explain it, it to the people. So they caved. Is is that what you're saying? Brooklyn caved on their yeah, decision. I mean, they, they caved because I think they just don't have a choice. Like they're <laughs> they're 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 either good because Harden's not playing well. He's not. Absolutely. He's not playing well. So if they want to actually have a chance, they have to let. They have to. They don't have. I mean, I don't know what choice they have at this point. Either they had to stick to their guns and keep praying that Durant still is on the MVP tear that he's on because oh he's my been. Goodness. He has really done a great job of taking over the role of just being like a facilitator uh, on both ends of the floor, scoring all the points. Like he is really showcasing. And, and I mean, I think sometimes we forget this guy had a freaking ACL injury. Like oh. we forget, like that coming off something like that. No, but most people don't come out of that ever the same. But he is coming out of that playing like it never even happened. What when so, you say playing like that? Twenty six point nine points a game, seven point one rebounds a game, five point six assists a game yeah. this season. I mean MVP. Straight yeah, up MVP I mean, numbers. It's either him or Steph Curry if we're talking about who's going to get it. But, I agree. But, you know, I I feel like it's Brooklyn had to do something. They had to get Kyrie to, to help. So you, you think it was the right call to, to do this? Ugh. So here's the reason why I asked that. The reason why I asked that. That's a loaded question. I know. Man. So the reason why I asked that. So... So here, if you if you're following the whole Kyrie case, which we were, Kyrie was not he, he was taking a stance that he's not getting vaccinated, but because New York is a 100% vaccinated state, you have to be vaccinated to be indoors. Kyrie would not be able to play any home games, any games where you go into another stadium to where it's required you to be vaccinated to enter. So by Brooklyn caving, they're saying Kyrie we need you enough to where we want you to play the games that you're able to play. We're going to just take the L on the games that you can't play because you're still not vaccinated, but we need you to where now we want you to just play the games that you can. Is that the right decision? Is that the right message to no, send to your absolutely players? absolutely not. No, no, it is not the right message. But it's how it, it's like it's like it's basically saying it's the wrong message, right move. Hmm. It is such a thing. If there is such a thing, <laughs> if there is such a thing, it's the wrong message, the right move. Because they need help to win these games. They need help. But, it, yes, it's the wrong message to send your team. Because imagine if your job did that. That's what I'm saying. So, imagine <laughs> if I'm one of the players that that got vaccinated. And I'm like, man, if that, that's all I had to do is hold out. And especially if I'm good enough, all I had to do was hold out and you guys would have caved. Now they're all going to start doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And even though, but it's kind of late. They all got vaccinated. So it's not like you can say, take it out of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, I, I, I hear what you're saying. It, in this case, winning meant more than stand, taking a stance. If you're the team, in my eyes, I guess you say we need to win bad enough 
that now, from now on, you take a risk. If I'm going to give you something as a coach, if I'm going to give you something as an organization and say, you have to do this or else, well, do I really believe you're going to stand by it? Well, let's 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 put it in perspective, though. Not everybody's Kyrie. Now, now that's true. <laughs> yeah. Now, it, so you you ain't gonna pull that off if you're like Jordan Poole. Or, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like Alex Caruso, as much as I love him, couldn't be like, "Well, I'm not playing." They'll be like, "All right." I don't think so. Oh, and I, that's a, well, I think so. You know, he's I hear Ky- you. He's not Kyrie Irving, man. I hear that he's not Kyrie, but I think he brings so much to the team. I think the Lakers are missing him. I, I'm just looking at it from their vantage point. If you're a Lamarcus Aldridge, if you're a uh, James Harden, if you're a uh, Kevin Durant, all three of these players have been have kind of pulled moves similar to some degree. Kevin Durant wanted out here. Da, da, da. James Harden just came 50 pounds overweight because he wanted to leave. And then LaMarcus Aldridge set out a whole season. It was health-related, but he got out of the came over here. And that, you know. yeah. So it's all – these are all vets. LaMarcus might be the only one that's arguably if he's going to be a Hall of Famer. The mm. other ones are pretty much surefire. But if you're one of those guys, it's like – yeah, it's a bad look. A bad look. And, That's and my it, whole thing. And it's a mess of an organization. And the reason it is is because they let the inmates run the asylum. Mm. Oh, okay. I, I mean, let's be real, man. Everything that's been happening in that organization is because Durant and Kyrie wanted it that way. Mm. They wanted everything that's been happening, and this is the result of that. Uh, I, you know, I mean, the COVID thing, is only so much you could do about that. But they're, they wanted a coach they could kind of run kind of run they okay. wanted the people they wanted on the team they wanted everything that they've gotten and it's, so it's kind of hard for me to like really feel that much of sympathy for this it's kind of like with the lakers too lebron wanted westbrook instead of buddy healed now look what you got you know when really that was the, that was a bad it was a bad decision man i mean so sometimes these organizations I know they got to work with the players because without the players, you got nothing. But at, at the same time, at some point, the upper management has to have the guts to say, like, no, guys, we have to make decisions best for the organization, not just because you want to play with your friends. I agree. Like, grow up. I'm sorry. A little big grow up, man. Like, you, yeah, I want to play with my friends too all the time, but sometimes you don't get to do that. But you get, you know what you get in return? Millions of dollars to play a game every day. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, this is the age where being a uh, being a good player benefits more than being a good organization. If you can kind yeah, of for understand sure. that, yeah, you know, you can you can dictate where you go, what's your contract. You got a lot more power in today's age than you had back in the day, and, and a lot of that's because of LeBron. Yeah, I you agree. know, he 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 kind of the insti- whole big three thing. Yeah, he instituted the whole thing. I. I am confused as to why, and maybe I just don't know enough about the situation, but I'm confused as to why Brooklyn didn't trade Kyrie straight up for Ben Simmons. I I still don't understand why that didn't happen. Maybe they just didn't want to do it. Maybe somebody wasn't feeling it, but it seems like the obvious move. It it just seems like the obvious thing. They're both, they both don't want to comply. So here, you go there. Maybe you'll like it over there. You come here. Maybe you'll be better. You know what I mean? I I don't know. Either organization isn't really benefiting from their presences, so why not just swap them? That's a good call. I mean, I guess you have to look at contract with that. But once again, I'm your boy Space. That's MC. We were talking a lot of randoms right there, just some Bears news, talked about some Brooklyn stuff. Chime in. We want to know what your opinions are on everything we talked about. Is it the right move for the Brooklyn Nets to allow Kyrie to play a certain amount of games? Part-time player. (laughs) Part-time player. part-time player getting (laughs) full-time paycheck. Tell me about it. Is that the right move? How do you feel? Chime in. I messed up. We definitely picked the wrong career. We messed up, man. I can go, what job in the world (laughs) can you show up part-time and get full-time money, man? Sign me up. I don't even care what it is. I don't care what I'm doing. Just sign me up. And that's... If he's getting part-time money, is still... <laughs> it's still great, but yeah, anyway. That's the end of the third quarter with your boys, the go to guys. When we come back, your boys are getting in a Christmas spirit. We're going to go into our game. Who's your go to guy? And of course, top five. That's next here on SportsTimeChicago.com. 
know what time it is. The game that's going to test your sports brain. It's Who's Your Go-To Guy? Uh, 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 who's your go-to guy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who's your go-to guy? Uh-huh. Yeah! We your boys and go-to guys here on SportsTastic.com. I'm your boy, Space. I am M. Uncle Mario Claus C. Woo-hoo! Uncle Mario Claus! <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you follow us right now on our social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter at I am the real space. Follow me on Instagram at I am the real underscore space. Where follow you at, MC? Y'all can follow me everywhere at Mr. One More Round and follow the go-to guys at Go-To Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, we would like to thank all of our listeners from the Under the Hood Podcast with Jonathan Hood. We thank y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Y'all already know what it is, but let's get right into it. We in the Christmas spirit right now, y'all. Mm-hmm. We got a go-to segment and a top five Christmas-oriented segment <laughs> for y'all. Let's go set it up, MC. So this is going to be a little bit different of a go-to segment. We're doing multiple choice, y'all. We got See? five. We got five. We got five choices. And if you are hearing this on Spotify or SoundCloud after the fact, let us know what you think. Who is, out of these five characters, technically six, but out of these five choices, who is the most vile, Mm. the most devious, the most sinister Christmas villain? of all time now there is a great chance that we missed a lot because there is a lot quite a few there's a lot but i'm gonna give you all five choices and then me and space will weigh in on who we think is the greatest of these five so you got classic christmas carol ebenezer scrooge you have dr seuss's the grinch you have home alone's harry and marv the wet bandits you have evil Santa known as Krampus. And then you have out of left field coming from the depths of Gotham City. Huh. The penguin. Oswald oh. Cobblepot. Why is he a Christmas villain? <laughs> because Batman Returns takes place on Christmas. So it counts. The penguin from Batman Returns. Oswald Cobblepot. <laughs> Alright, so those are your five choices. Who do you think is the greatest of those five Christmas villains trying to destroy the Christmas spirit. (laughs) If I had to pick the greatest Christmas villain out of those five, it's hard to say, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Grinch. Okay. Because he just stole Christmas. This man was, he's a mean one. Oh, hold on. Wait. (laughs) You're a mean one. Come on. Mr. Grinch, (laughs) you're the king of sinful sods. Ha! (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Oh, man. Yes, he's just, he was the mean one. He, uh, he was a pain in the, but anything Christmassy, I know Scrooge was the same way, you know, but the Grinch, I just, he was green. He was green. <laughs> you know, the green kind of freaked me out, you know, as a kid and everything. And he was it, it just fingers. He ate glass. He did everything. Smelled like onions. And it, it was just a bad reputation. So yeah. when I think of the, even though he turned out to be a good guy at the end, you know. But it, when I think of the Grinch, it's just, uh, it, it, when I see people upset at Christmas, I just, you first name that comes, Grinch, yeah. a Grinch. That's the first yeah. name that I incorporate them with. So, to me, I'm going to go with the Grinch. Going to right. see. Uh, originally, I was thinking Scrooge because he's kind of like the original hater of Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I got to go with Harry and Marv from Home Alone. And here's, <laughs> yeah. here's why. They devoted not only one but two <laughs> movies to trying to murder a 10-year-old. Yes. <laughs> and, and on Christmas. They tried not only... They were, they, first of all, they were robbing houses on Christmas. Yeah. Then in the next movie, they were stealing from a kid's <laughs> charity fund on Christmas while trying to murder a child on Christmas. They so, upgraded, by the way. They went from the wet bandits... To the sticky bandits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, I know, that, I know it's a comical thing when you watch it, 
when you really step outside of it, you're like, man, these are two grown men <laughs> trying to kill a child, man. And like, they're failing miserably, but they're, they really are trying to kill him. Not just. <laughs> they did try to kidnap him. <laughs> no, I mean, they're trying, they're, uh, I mean, they're trying to really do bad things to a child. So, which yeah. sounds bad, but you know what I mean, y'all like they're trying to do some evil stuff. Yeah. So I got to go Harry and Marv on this one, y'all, but. Let us know. Weigh in on this after you hear this episode. Let us know who is your. Did we who we miss? Who's somebody we didn't think of? The bully from a Christmas story. Uh, There's so many things we could have said on this segment. Sinbad, Sinbad from Jingle All the Way, or Phil Hartman. Um, <laughs> but you know, rest in peace. But yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many villainous characters in all the Christmas movies of all time. So please chime in on that. And speaking of Christmas and speaking of Christmas movies of all time, I think it's time to go to our top five. 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 Let's go to my top five. This is the go-to guys. Top five of the week. Yo, we're the go-to guys here on Sports Town Chicago. I'm your boy Space. I am MC. And let's get right into our top five of the week. We're gonna stay in the Christmas spirit. What are your top five Christmas movies of all time? I mean, it, it can be whatever. It can be cartoon, it can be documented, whatever. Give us your top five Christmas movies of all time. Start with you, MC. Let's go. All right, y'all. Here we go. I'm going to start with... Uh, is it in order? No. Well, only one. You say the goat for last? Yeah, the goat is last. All right. Uh, I'm going to go uh, back a little bit to what we were just talking about. Batman Returns is on my list of Christmas movies of all time. I am one of the random people who actually love that movie, even though it's a very, it's a strange movie. It's yeah. really weird, but it's a good one. Strange guy, Ace. Yeah, you're a weird guy, Bruce. <laughs> weird guy, Bruce. Uh, then National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh. Always, always going to be one of the greatest to me, man. Another Tim Burton movie on this list, Scrooged. Not Scrooge, but Scrooged with okay. Bill Murray. Mm. Bill Murray uh, is the Scrooge quote-unquote character of this movie, and he gets visited by three ghosts, and it's just, it's such an awesome movie, man. Yeah. Okay. I love that movie. Um, Gremlins, the first Gremlins, man, takes place on Christmas, and it is one of the most fun movies ever made on Christmas, so... Mm. Sorry, y'all. I'm not. It don't have to just be <laughs> that it's a Christmas movie. If it takes place on Christmas, it counts to me. Uh, but to go back to the other list, Home Alone Two. Everybody said, "Why not Home Alone One?" I actually, once again, I'm a little in the minority on this one. I like the second one better than the first one. I think it has funnier moments. I think the stuff that he does to Harry and Marv is way more brutal. Like, when you watch that movie, you're just like, damn, dude, he's throwing <laughs> bricks in their face. Like, it, it's a vicious movie, man. I just, but there's a lot more funny stuff in that movie to me. Yeah. Uh, and then, the, the, the undisputed champion of Christmas movies, Die Hard. Die Hard. Oh. The greatest movie that ever took place on Christmas. John McClane versus a bunch of terrorists trying to take over a building, take hostages, killing people, ruining Christmas for everyone involved. But John said, not on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch, y'all. And John took him out, Die Hard. To me, is not only the greatest Christmas movie of all time, but the greatest action movie ever made. Oh, so, wow. Okay. There's my list. Dope list, MC. Dope list. Dope. We share one. We share. Well, we share a couple. A couple? Die Hard. Oh, okay. Die Hard okay. is is definitely on my list. That's uh, one of the all time greatest Christmas movies. There, uh, the Santa Claus. Oh, good uh, one, good call. I like man. the Santa Claus, the one with uh, uh, Tim, Tim Curry. Yeah, oh, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Pennywise. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> but Tim Curry's in Home Alone too. Maybe that's why I got confused. Okay, Tim yeah. Allen. Oh yeah, but yeah, the Santa Claus that was a, a classic for me as a kid. Who wouldn't want to be in that position? Find out your dad was Santa Claus. Dope. Uh, the Grinch, and I like the Jim Carrey version. Okay, I, that's an awesome movie for him. I'm a Jim Carrey fan. I can watch anything Jim Carrey, so uh, I love that movie. That's one that every 
Christmas season I have to watch. Uh, the Preacher's Wife. That's one where uh, just a dope. That's my wife's movie, and I I'm a music guy, so just Whitney Houston, the voice, the uh, Denzel Washington, a dope. Uh, music, um, dope movie, dope scenario. You know, gotta check it out if you've never seen it. It's a good movie. Like the storyline. So yeah, I love that one. And then, lastly, Home Alone. Now you said Home Alone two, and I thought about it. See, I was gonna say Home Alone one and two, and I I think one and two are definitely. I mean, they would be in there if I had to do a top five. They both would be in one and two. So it's a combination for me. Which one do I like better? I can see part two. I part two was a lot more. He had a lot more to do, you know, a lot bigger house, empty house. So he just went, he went to work with that. You know, part yeah. one, he was limited. He was in the house, you know, the same house. The parents had to come back and live there, but part two was renovated. So it was just the setup was dope, you yeah. know? So that's what, so I, I can see part two being better in part one. So, but yeah, they both make the list and that's my top five. All right, man. I like it. All right. Well, that is it, y'all. I think we are done we with are this. out of time. We are done with our but Christmas epic episode. Facts. But make sure you send us a message. We need to know what makes your top five Christmas list of all time. What movies did we miss? Whew, we missed a lot of movies. Some people going to say, what is that? Uh, the 24, uh, Miracle on 34th Street? Miracle on 34th Street. Classic. You know, Jingle All the Way. Oh, you man. Have, uh, you got uh, Very Brady Christmas. I got there, there Holiday you go. Inn. You got <laughs> Best Man Holiday. That's Best a, Man Holiday. I like Holiday. that one. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a lot, man. There's a, I mean, obviously. But yeah, there's definitely, I mean, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Santa Frosty. So, there's to so many, y'all. But yeah, let us know what you think. What are your favorites? And also, who do you think is the greatest Christmas bad guy of all time? Who did we miss? And that is it, y'all. Yep. So, on behalf of the go-to guys, I'm your boy, Space. I am MC. And we are out of here. Peace. Peace.